Welcome to the post-COVID-19 Stress Relief Podcast. Today we will be providing information and ways you can become less stressed from the pandemic. Firstly, we know that many people's lives were negatively impacted by the pandemic and it can be hard to get back to normal. Researchers at Boston College found an increase of 50% of anxiety reports by November 2020, which is only less than a year since COVID began. COVID-19 mental disorder collaborators write that due to the pandemic, there are an additional 76.2 million cases of anxiety disorders globally in 2021. Stressful events such as having COVID-19 or being hospitalized can cause anxiety, and these can be very traumatic experiences. You could also have the fear of getting COVID again. Know that all these concerns are very common and normal for people. You can spread awareness about post-COVID anxiety by talking about your mental health openly to a friend, family member, or a professional. If you may know someone who might be experiencing stress or anxiety, you can ask them questions. Asking questions can encourage them to be more open and speak about their emotions and symptoms. Many people who struggle with mental disorders feel belittled by the public. Understanding and teaching about these disorders Asking questions can encourage them to be more open and speak about their emotions and symptoms. Many people who struggle with mental disorders feel belittled by the public. Understanding and teaching about these disorders and symptoms can better equip yourself to discuss with other people about them in a supportive way. Some signs of developing mental illness include mood changes, antisocial behavior, changes in sleep and eating, and patterns of constant sadness. Participating in awareness events and practicing kindness and compassion can help spread awareness about mental disorders. Remember, in the case of COVID-19, many stress symptoms could arise in response to invasive measures to treat the patient. Spreading awareness can make these people not feel isolated from the public. Know you are not alone and it is completely normal to experience these feelings due to the pandemic and there are many people who are feeling this way. Next, we will talk about some ways you can adjust your lifestyle to help relieve stress and anxiety. It can seem incredibly difficult to de-stress when your cause of stress is a global issue as big as COVID-19. However, de-stressing doesn't always require therapies or the help of a therapist. Here are some simple ways to de-stress when you're feeling overwhelmed. It is proven that breathing fresh air or even getting some exercise can take your mind off of all the stress you may have at the moment. Another great way to relieve stress is to be social. Talking about your problems to another person can definitely help you feel more relaxed and also feel that it is normal to be stressed out about something like a pandemic. Getting plenty of sleep is important in everyone's lives, even if they aren't stressed. However, people who are stressed out are more likely to not get the sleep they need. Teenagers should be getting 8 to 10 hours of sleep per night, and adults should get at least 7. If you are not meeting these sleep recommendations, it may be harder for you to relieve your stress. Starting hobbies is another great way to get your mind off of the negative thoughts of COVID and distract yourself from feeling overwhelmed and stressed. A good example of stress-relieving hobbies include art, music, sports, gardening, yoga, and knitting. Even if you have no experience with these activities, they are all easy 
to get involved in and you may even find something that you can enjoy long term. Furthermore, according to Dr. Samuels at Tarboot Vitora Community Day School, a proven psychology technique to temporarily relieve stress is the 5 to 1 method. You start by identifying five things you see around you. This could be anything within your vision, such as a pencil, laptop, or even a person. Next, acknowledge four things that you can touch around you. You should not have to move from where you are currently sitting or standing. After doing that, you identify three things that you can hear at the moment. Next, acknowledge two things you can smell, and then one thing you can taste. Having a positive outlook on things is another great way to calm down your stress. Instead of just staying up to date on the negative news, try to stay interested in the positive things going on around you. Next, we will be addressing how demographics affect your risk of mental health from COVID, as well as ways to find and provide support. Some people are at a higher risk to be stressed out due to COVID. If you have anxiety, depression, panic disorders, and many other mental health disorders, you are more likely to be stressed out. According to the Psychological Science section of the Sage Journal, Hispanic, Black, and Asian American adults reported more COVID-related stress than non-Hispanic, white adults. This is largely due to existing racial discrimination, income inequality, or micro-aggregation already faced by these groups. Furthermore, according to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, more people of color have faced inequalities throughout the pandemic, including worse health outcomes if they contract COVID-19 and less protected and flexibility from their employers. Thus, it's unsurprising that these groups are more susceptible to higher stress levels during and past COVID-19. Even more so, Dr. Hei Dong-Shan Kim of Towson University in Maryland says in his study that we know that people who are white are more likely than people of color to utilize mental health services when they are in mental distress. As a result, it is assumed that race and ethnicity is a huge determination factor in the level of mental health awareness in the resources available. A recent study by Dr. Chen and Dr. Murphy investigated the cortisol level of married and single people and found that married individuals had lower cortisol level than unmarried and previously married people which would suggest that they experienced lower level of stress in general. On the other hand, having additional members in one's family could also be a huge cause of additional stress. According to Dr. Ebbeden, parental stress is the result of a gap between the challenges of being a parent and the parent's perceived ability to cope with those challenges, and has been associated with numerous negative feelings and thought such as a feeling of overwhelmed and dissatisfied and also perceiving the child as difficult. This kind of stress may be even more pronounced during the COVID-19 outbreak. Moreover, there have been a mixed result on the role of age in COVID-19, stress. Some found that older adults have higher level of stress due to their higher risk of infection of COVID. However, more found that stress levels tend to decrease with age and although older adults report poorer perceived health, they have lower stress levels and higher well-being than younger adults. Last but not least, numerous studies have proven that frontline health workers' stress level dramatically increased as a result of COVID. According to Mental Health America, 93% of healthcare workers were experiencing stress. 
86% reported experiencing anxiety, 77% reported frustration, 76% reported exhaustion and burnout, and 75% said they were overwhelmed in general. The more common causes of these feelings, according to information from doctors, nurses, and COVID-related healthcare professionals, are worries about loved ones, emotional and physical exhaustion, lack of support, and traumatic patient encounterings. Dear listeners, if you're a part of the groups I mentioned, I encourage you to reach out for help and support. Many existing supporting groups that target COVID-related mental health are completely free. In addition, student health centers or federally qualified health centers can also provide low-cost mental health services. If individual therapies and counseling are not accessible to you, try out one of the methods mentioned in our previous sections to distress. Next, the specific stress regarding vaccines will be discussed. With the creation of the COVID-19 vaccine being approved so fast, there's been a large amount of hesitancy for people to get the vaccine with suspicions that the vaccine might not be safe. This is extremely understandable, as many of the procedures with the vaccine are not in accord with the other norms of vaccines that are created. A large part of this is because the vaccine has been made from mRNA, and although mRNA vaccines have been being developed for about 50 to 60 years, this is the first vaccine that has ever actually been approved by the FDA that uses mRNA. There's also a lot of skepticism, as the COVID vaccine was approved in under a year, and the majority of vaccines will take three to five years to be approved and the effects for the vaccine to be fully tested. With the COVID-19 vaccine being approved in under a year, many people are uncertain about the long-term effects. Another part of the skepticism has been the news of people getting rare blood or heart disorders from the vaccine. However, this is an extremely small percentage of people, and the vaccine remains completely safe for the majority as of right now. The New England Journal of Medicine has studied the effects of the vaccine on a number of age groups, finding that over a period of two months, the vaccine had an efficacy of 95%. Other studies have found similar results with consistent results of 85 to 95%, and no large disparities between brands of vaccines, whether it's Johnson & Johnson or Pfizer or any of the other brands. Many studies have also found that the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccine follows a slow decline over the six months after receiving it, resulting in why a lot of people need a booster. Another source of hesitancy towards the vaccine is concerning the effectiveness of the COVID vaccine towards different age groups. According to another study done by the New England Journal of Medicine, efficacy in two to five-year-olds is about 36%, and the effectiveness on 6-23 to 23 month old infants is only about 50%. This explains a lot of the skepticism on vaccinating young children, which is less advisable than age group 16 and above, which have that previously discussed efficiency of about 85-90%. to 90%. In conclusion, based on the data discussed today, the COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective for anybody in the age group of 16 and over. The side effects or risks are extremely low, However, if you have a previous condition that could be affected by the vaccine, you should see a doctor. However, the COVID vaccine will be safe for the majority. If you're looking to vaccinate someone younger, it's important to assess the urgency in which this person needs to be vaccinated, as the vaccine is less effective than an older person. However, keeping all this in mind, I would like to note that the COVID vaccine has only been around for two years, and the long-term effects are not fully known past the amount of time that it has been around. However, up to this point, there has not been any negative long-term effects for the majority of people. Thanks for listening to this podcast on post-COVID stress relief. 
We hope that this podcast has helped alleviate some stress or give you some ideas on ways to help any post-COVID stress you've been experiencing.